the time of prayer. They're inspired by the word time of devotion. And um, this morning we're going to be praying, praying in other tongues. So wherever you are, we're going to be praying using the scripture, 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 4. And he says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. So as we pray in other tongues, you know that the focus is that all men should be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Because Christ died for the whole world, not just for a certain a certain group of people for the whole world so as we pray for all men with all manner of prayers remember that these are characterized by words so you open your mouth and speak in other tongues pray for these people especially for the government of nations that the deception that has covered their eyes you know i'm um, um, doing the your love world pastor read to us that the people the men in authority had some people that were beside them that were into you know diverse dubious and negative things, you know, like the one that had a prophet, a seer beside him, and he didn't want the gospel to come to the to the to the person in charge. So you pray that those kind of people they are cut off from their way because when we pray for the government of the nations, we don't want to have negative people around them. We don't want to have people that are sent from from hell around them. So that as we pray, it's only people that are positioned, rightly positioned by the Holy Spirit that are going to be around them. Let's go ahead, unmute ourselves and speak in other tongues. Around 
Ndolo 
Lord, we thank you, O God, that your heart desire, O God, is for all men to come to the knowledge of your truth, hallelujah, and to receive salvation, hallelujah, for you sent Christ to die, O God, not for a selected few, O God, but for the whole world. Yes, today we pray specially, O God, for everyone in any form of leadership, O God, in our state, in our locality, in our 
nations of every level, hallelujah, the executive, the legislative, the representative, yes, in the organizations, hallelujah, every sector, the oil sector, the educational sector, the communications, in the aviation, every level, every category of leadership, we declare that if there be anyone that stands against the gospel, that the gospel may not get to those people, oh God. We cut them off in the name of the Lord Jesus. We put a restraint on them, oh God. We cut them off, hallelujah. Since they've decided that the devils will use them to stop the gospel, we cut them off. That the gospel must get to those people in the name of the Lord Jesus. They are separated from such wicked and unreasonable men, hallelujah. That the gospel may have free cause unhindered, hallelujah, to every facet and sector, of God, of leadership. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare, hallelujah, that wisdom, of God, is the order of the day with this level of leadership, of God. From the smallest to the biggest, from the highest to the lowest, in the name of the Lord Jesus, that foolishness of God, is far away from them, but your wisdom, oh God, your wisdom, is all that they have, oh God, your wisdom, oh God, thank you, precious Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you. We exalt your name, O oh God, for you are a good God, hallelujah. And you have chosen such a time as this, O oh God, that we may be in this generation to make the changes desired, O oh God, and required for the furtherance of the gospel. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the inspired by the word devotional time. Thank you for joining us today and for always connecting. Right now, I hand over to the esteemed Amarak. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Hello everyone. Welcome um, to our daily devotion time with the Lord. Um, today is the 2nd of February, 2021. And God is faithful. God has been faithful to every one of us. Um, today's topic says all his blessings are already fulfilled. All his blessings are already fulfilled. I'm going to take us through the devotional. Um, you can look at your, your, um, the screen. If you look at the screen, um, the devotional is being shared on the screen. Um, so you can follow as I read. Our opening scripture is taken from 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 NLT. This co-host, I don't, you, you need to help me look out for people who are unmuting so that it doesn't interrupt the session. All his blessings are already fulfilled. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 20 NLT. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. God's word to you aren't mere promises, 
Now this is talking to the man in Christ, the one who is born again, a Christian. God's word to you aren't mere promises. They are statements of fact. There are no more promises to be fulfilled for the new creation in Christ. What's a promise? It's a declaration that one will do a specified thing. That declaration gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of that specified act. There's no place in the New Testament that tells you God is going to heal you and that you should pray that he might heal you. He already did, he did it already in Christ. Christ Jesus is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. We're not expecting the fulfillment of any promise. We have and live in the truth of his word now. There's no need to say, oh Lord, you promised to heal me, or Lord, you promised to deliver me. To say so is to be oblivious or completely ignorant of what Christ really came to do. He came as the fulfillment of all of God's promises. He's the blessing of God to you. Christ is the blessing of God to you. For the Christian, good health isn't a promise. Prosperity isn't a promise. Remission of your sins isn't a promise. Justification isn't a promise. Sanctification isn't a promise. And righteousness isn't a promise. All these are blessings that God has freely given to you in Christ. The Bible says, according as his divine favor had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Quit the struggle. Enjoy your life in Christ. Today's rhapsody is very straight to the point and direct. You know, um, there are many things we spend time sometimes fasting and praying that God will do for us. God has already done everything. There is nothing that you are going to ask God today that he, already, he hasn't already done in Christ Jesus. The only place we're called on to have God do something for us is in the place of intercession. And that's because we have to prevail over somebody's will, which is not, which normally is not supposed to be the case. You, your, your, your will is not supposed to be able to prevail over somebody's will. Everyone has their will before God. So if I, if I want to love God, it's my choice. If I don't want to love God, it's my choice. And God gave that right to everybody to be able to choose. In the place of intercession, you are making a choice for somebody and you are insisting that that choice is what you say it will be. So that's the only place we are called to ask God to do something because we need to prevail over somebody else's will so that God's own will will be done in that person's life. But outside of the prayer of intercession, brothers and sisters, we have everything in Christ. We have everything in Christ. You have wisdom in him. You have excellence in him. And why is this so? The, the, when we got born again, what basically happened is that Christ came to live on the inside of us. He, he, he became one with our spirit such that inside of you, there's no Christ and then there's you. There's only one person and that's the mingling of Christ and you. 
So if Jesus cannot be sick, you cannot be sick. If he cannot be poor, broke, you cannot be poor or broke. So this is the consciousness that today's devotional wants us to have. All of the blessings were fulfilled in Christ. And any man who receives the Christ, this Christ becomes a partaker of these blessings. So he passes saying, enjoy your life. Quit the struggle. Stop struggling to get. Stop struggling to be. Stop struggling to have. Be who God has made you. Enjoy what he has given you. So today's devotional should be something that is on your consciousness as you go around your business or job today. Be conscious that you are the blessed one. Be conscious that whatever it is that you require, family, on the job, in your business, in any area of your life, it's a blessing already fulfilled in Christ Jesus and given to you. So just claim it and enjoy it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I'm going to hand over to Sister Joy to take us through the further study and the ROR confession. Over to you, Sister Joy. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Mark, for the opportunity. Um, our further study, <coughs> excuse me, is from the book of Second Peter 1, 3-4. It says, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. 1 Corinthians 3, 21-22. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. Hallelujah. I'll take the confession. You don't have to unmute your mic. You can just take it along with me wherever you are with your mic muted. I own everything that God owns. For I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. The fullness of the blessing of the gospel has been made possible and available to me in Christ. God has blessed me with every blessing that exists in the heavenly realm. Prosperity, victory, success, joy, peace, and all the blessings of the kingdom are mine now in the name of Jesus. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka. Uh, right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Zia to take us through the New Testament of our one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening. Depends on where you're connecting from. Okay, so we're reading the New Testament and we're reading the message, we're reading the message translation of the New Testament. It's been an interesting read because the message translation gives you a pictorial view of what's going on. So I'd like you to open the eyes of your understanding and your imagination as we go through the scriptures. Religious fashion shows. First one says, now Jesus turned to address his disciples along with the crowd that had gathered with them. The religion scholars and Pharisees are competent teachers in God's law. 
you won't go wrong in following their teachings on Moses. But be careful about following them. They talk a good line, but they don't leave it. They don't take it into their hearts and leave it out and leave it out in their behavior. It's a spit and polish verna. Instead of giving you God's law as food and drink by which you can banquet on God, they package it in bundles of rules, loading you down like packed animals. They seem to take pleasure in watching you stagger under those loads and won't think of lifting a finger to help. Their lives are perpetual fashion shows, embroidered prayer shawls one day and flowery prayers the next. They, they love to sit at the head table at church dinners, basking in the most prominent positions, praying in the radiance of public flattery, receiving honorary degrees and getting called doctor and reverend. Verse eight says, don't let people do that to you, put you on a pedestal like that. You all have a single teacher and you are all classmates. Don't set people up as experts over your life, letting them tell you what to do. Save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. No one else shall carry the title of father. You have only one father and he is in heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life, leader for you, and them, which is Christ. Do you want to stand out? Then step down. Be a servant. If you puff yourself up, you will get the wind knocked out of you. But you have, if you are content to simply be yourself, your life will count for plenty. Frauds. I have had it with you. You are hopeless. You religion scholars, you Pharisees, frauds. Your lives are roadblocks to God's kingdom. You refuse to enter and won't let anyone else in either. You are hopeless. You are you religion scholars and Pharisees, frauds. You go halfway around the world to make a, a convert, but once you get him, you make him into a replica of yourselves, double damned. You are hopeless. What arrogant stupidity. You say, if someone makes a promise with his finger crossed, that's nothing. But if he swears with his hands on the Bible, that's serious. What ignorance. Does the leather on the Bible carry more weight than the skin on your hands? And what about this piece of trivia? If you shake hands on a promise, that's nothing. But if you raise your hand that God is your witness, that's serious. What ridiculous hair splitting. What difference does it make whether you shake hands or raise hands? A promise is a promise. What difference does it make if you make your promise inside or outside a house of worship? A promise is a promise. God is present, watching and holding you to account regardless. You can see that Jesus is breaking down the Pharisees and the Sadducees, their ways of oppression. Verse 23 says, you are hopeless, you religious scholars and Pharisees. Frauds, you keep meticulous account books, tightening on every nickel and dime you get. But on the meat of God's law, things like fairness and compassion and commitment, the absolute basics, you carelessly take it or leave it. Careful bookkeeping is commendable, 
but the basics are required. Do you have any idea how silly you look? Writing a life story that's wrong from start to finish. Needs picking over commas and semicolon. You are hopeless. You religion scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You burnish the surface of your cups and bowls so they sparkle in the sun. While the inside are maggoty with your greed and gluttony. Stupid Pharisees. Score the, the insides. And then the gleaming surface will mean something. You are hopeless, you religious scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You are like manicured grave plots, grass clipped, and the flowers bright. But six feet down, it's all rotting bones and worms, eating flesh. People look at you and think you are saints, but beneath the skin, you are total frauds. You are hopeless, you religious scholars and Pharisees. Frauds. You build granite tombs for your prophets and marble monuments for your saints. And you say if you had lived in the days of your ancestors, no blood would have been on your hands. You protest too much. You are cut from the same clothes as those murderers and daily added to the death count. Snakes, reptilian snakes. Do you think you can warm your way out of this? Never have to pay the piper. It's on account of people like you that I send prophets and wise guides and scholars generation after generation. And generation after generation, you treat them like death, greeting them with lynched mobs, hounding them with abuse. You can't scream out of this. Every drop of righteous blood ever spilled on the earth, beginning with the blood of the good man Abel, right down to the blood of Zachariah, Bacariah's son, whom you murdered at his prayers, is on your head. All this I'm telling you is coming down on you, on your generation. Jesus is not sparing the self-righteous people. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, murderer of prophets, killers of the one who brought you God's news. How often I have ached to embrace your children. The way a hen gathers her cheek under her wings and you won't let me. And now you are so desolate, nothing but a ghost town. What is there left to say? Only this, I am out of here soon. The next time you see me, you will say, oh, God has blessed him. He's come bringing God's rule. May the Lord bless this reading in the mighty name of Jesus. So I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take the book of Exodus and um, chapter 24. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much, Dozi, for that um, beautiful reading. Okay, we go straight to the Old Testament now, Exodus 24, from verse 1. He said to Moses, climb the mountain to God, you and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. They will worship from a distance. Only Moses will approach God. The rest are not to come close, and the people are not to climb the mountain at all. So Moses went to the people and told them everything God had said, all the rules and regulations. They all answered in unison, everything God said we will do. Verse 4, 
Then Moses wrote it all down, everything God had said. He got up early the next morning and built an altar to the foot of the mountain using 12 pillar stones for the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he directed young Israelite men to offer whole burnt offerings and sacrifice peace offerings of bulls. Moses took half the blood and put it in bowls. The other half he threw against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it as the people listened. They said, everything God said we will do. Yes, we will obey. Moses took the rest of the blood and threw it out over the people, saying, this is the blood of the covenant which God has made with you. Out of all these words, I have spoken. Verse 9. Then they climbed the mountain, Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, and saw the God of Israel. He was standing on a pavement of something like sapphires, pure, clear, sky blue. He didn't hurt the he didn't hurt this pillar. He didn't hurt this pillar pillar leaders of the Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank. Praise God. God said to Moses, climb higher up the mountain and wait there for me. I will give you tablets of stone, the teachings and commandments that I have written to instruct them. So Moses got up, accompanied by Joshua, his aide, and Moses climbed up the mountain of God. He told the elders of Israel, wait for us here until we return to you. You have Aaron and Hor with you. If there are any problems, go to them. Then Moses climbed the mountain. The cloud covered the mountain. The glory of God settled over Mount Sinai. The cloud covered it for six days until the, on the seventh day, he called out of the cloud to Moses. In the view of the Israelites below, the glory of God looked like a raging fire at the top of the mountain. Moses entered the middle of the cloud and climbed the mountain. Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. Praise the Lord. Over to you, Sister Maka. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you. So I'm taking um, the last chapter for us in the one-year Bible reading plan for today, and that's Exodus 25, also in the message translation. Instructions on the mountain, the offerings. God spoke to Moses, tell the Israelites that they are yet they are to set aside offerings for me. Receive the offerings from everyone who is willing to give. These are the offerings I want you to receive from them gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat's hair, tan ram skin, ram skins, dolphin skins, acacia wood, lamb oil, spices for anointing oils and for fragrant incense, onyx stones and other stones for setting in, setting in the effort and the breast piece. Let them construct a sanctuary for me so that I can live among them. You are to construct it following the plans I have given you, the design for the dwelling and the design for all of its furnish furnishings, the chest, 
First, let them make a chest using acacia wood. Make it three and three quarters feet long and two and one quarter feet wide and deep. Cover it with a vernier of pure gold inside and out and make a molding of gold all around it. Cast four gold rings and attach to them and attach them to its four feet. Two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Make poles from the acacia wood and cover them with a vernier of gold and insert them into the rings on the sides of the chest for carrying the chest. The poles are to stay in the rings. They must not be removed. Place the testimony that I give you in the chest. Now make a lead of pure gold for the chest, an atonement cover, three and three quarters feet long and two and one quarter feet wide. Scooped two winged angels out of, a, out of hammered gold for either side of the atonement cover, one angel at one end, one angel at the other. Make them of, any, of one piece with the atonement cover. Make the angels with their wings spread, hovering over the atonement cover, facing one another, but looking down on it. Set the atonement cover as a lead over the chest and place it place in the chest. The testimony that I will give you. Then place and place in the chest the testimony that I will give you. I will meet you there at set times and speak with you from above the atonement cover and from between the angel figures that are on it, speaking the commands that I have for the Israelites, the table. Next, make a table from acacia wood. Make it three feet long, one and one half feet wide and two and one quarter feet high. <clears throat> Cover it with a venue of pure gold. Make a molding all around it of gold. Make the border a hand breadth wide, all around it and a rim of gold for the border. Make four rings of gold and attach the rings to the four legs parallel to the tabletop. They will serve as holders for the pole used to carry the table. Make the poles of acacia wood and cover them with a veneer of gold. They will be used to carry the table. Make plates, bowls, jars, and jugs for pouring out offerings, make them of pure gold. Always keep fresh bread of the present on the table before me, the lampstand. Make a lampstand of pure hammered gold. Make its stem and branches, cups and calices, and petals all of one piece. Give it six branches, three from one side and three from the other. Put three cups shaped like almond blossoms, each with calyx, and petals on one branch, three on the next, and so on. The same for all six branches. On the main stem of the lampstand, make four cups shaped, in, like, shaped like almonds with calyx and petals, a calyx extending from under each pair of the six branches. The entire lampstand fashioned from one piece of hammered pure gold. Make seven of these lamps for the table. Arrange the lamps so they throw their light out in front. Make the candle snuffers and trays out of pure gold. Use a 75 pound brick of pure gold to make the lampstand and its accessories. Study the design you were given on the mountain and make everything accordingly. Praise God. I think it was it was sometime, I don't know if it was over the weekend or last week, I was talking about the fact that God is a God of details. 
and how that God pays attention to the very little and minute details of the things that he's involved with. And I was saying that we being created in the image of God, we can't afford to do things haphazardly, you know, um, where you just, um, you're given an assignment, maybe at work, maybe at, at home, maybe on the job, whatever it is. And then you just do it anyhow and submit it. You are like God. So you can't do such kind of things. We have to live like who we are. We also, like God, pay attention to details. This was God listing out how the things are supposed to be done. He was specific about the height, the breadth, the depth, the length. He was specific about color. He was specific about the content. He was specific about the raw materials used to make all of these equipment. You know, I remember Jesus saying that before a man builds a house, he will count the cost to know what to take him to build the house. And then I, I did say that every day we're building God a house, we're building God a house, and it matters that we pay attention to details as we build. So, yes, we've come into um, 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 Exodus where there's going to be a lot of um, um, God telling the people rules and regulations, or maybe we'll get, we'll get to numbers where God is counting the people, you know, many things. But beyond the actual logos, the actual written words, you, you, you are able to make contact with the personality of God. You can see his character. You can see his nature. And that is what is most important because that nature is in you and you can replicate it in your world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so we have some minutes today to take testimonies um, or contributions. So for people who would like to share, how has it been like for you being a part of the Inspired by the Word group? What testimonies do you have? Or what remember did you receive that you would like to share with us? One minute each, four people. Please raise your hand if you would like to share. Co-hosts, if there's any of you that would like to share, you can unmute. Okay, Brother John, please go ahead. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, I just <clears throat> want to thank God for bringing me to this group because uh, one of the things I was still meditating on it yesterday and there was just this joy in my spirit because uh, over the years, every <laughs> towards the end of the year or beginning of the year, when I'm writing my plans or goals, I say, okay, one of the things I always write is I want to finish the Bible in one year. And I've never been able to. Sometimes I start and over the, I'll just miss it. And when I miss maybe a day or two, I just get discouraged <laughs> and not continue. So it's been like that over the years. But this year, towards the end of last year, you know, in my heaven zone, we fasted seriously, like over 20 something days from from last year into this year. And all of the things I really wanted to do was to really complete the Bible this year. Then I'd started until this group came along and now I, 
I, now, whenever I think about it, I'm just grateful to God because I know that I will finish it this year based on the fact that I know I'm in this group. And the testimonies has been immense. I'll just quickly share this one. Last week, I think on Thursday or Friday, I was a little bit, I was feeling ill. And prior to now, I'll be like, ah, what? I need to take drugs, I need to do this. But this time, I didn't even pray. I didn't even pray about it. I didn't even do anything. The confidence assurance I had was, I just think to myself in my spirit, I take, I break bread every day. I am one with the Lord. I cannot be saved. So I, that was just the confidence I had. I didn't even, whenever I think about it, that's the thing that came, comes to my spirit. That I break bread every day. I take the communion every day. I can't be sick. And now, praise be unto God, I'm healed and healthy. I'm strong again. So I just want to thank you very much, Tamika, for, for birthing this group by the Spirit. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John, for sharing your testimony. Um, and congratulations, it can only get better. Um, Terry Tani, please omit from your end and share your testimony. Good morning, Amara. Good morning. Good morning. Um, thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity to share my testimony. You know, this group has been, I think it was actually created for me. I remember how I completely jumped into it when I realized it was such a group like this. My testimony is very similar to that of Brother John. No, each, each year I make up my mind, I'm going to study the Bible in one year. And somehow I will start and I will not finish. And sometimes one of the reasons why I'm not finished because I, I, I usually think it, would take, it take a lot of time. It took a lot of time. Then my understanding was not very complete when I was reading all these things and all these things. But um, seeing how you you lead us and doesn't take as much time as I as I as I as I usually take, and now I understand every scripture. I, I actually follow and I understand everything. Even if if I if I happen to miss um, let's say certain day because I I, I prayed long that longer than I and slept and and um I could not I, I remember to wake up at six o'clock or my alarm um or somehow I was not getting my alarm ringing. Then I just know that I, I can I can do it on my own and I do it on my own and I, I find out it's very easy and I understand and it goes fast and it's been it's been so so full of joy and this and I tell everybody I meet and like all those in the groups I belong to I always tell them go and join come and join this group come and join this group because it's been a blessing to me and I want it to be a blessing to everyone in my world and it's not just um it's it's one meeting that that shapes our day it's a very loaded meeting we pray we share the rhapsody. We take the one-year Bible reading plan. We, we take the pollen and affirmation. We take the communion. There's no meeting like this in all the world. Thank you so much, Ma. I'm really so blessed. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Terry, for sharing. Congratulations. Over to you, Brother Martins. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. First of all, I'll say a big thank you to you, Sister Maka, for creating this group and for the opportunity to speak this morning. You know, a um, few weeks ago, I was uh, meditating on the Word of God. And while meditating, I thought to myself, is it possible for me to read the Bible all through the year? That was what I was thinking. 
because I've never read the Bible all through the year. I could have read, you know, read, read, read like that, but, you know, following a study plan or following the normal study plan that pastor has given us. But, you know, when I heard about this group, when you told me about the group and I joined, I found I've been able to read the Bible slow and steady, understanding everything every day. And it's been amazing. Then on a certain day, um, that's um, about some weeks back, this week God started reminding me of some things he told me last year. You know, when he talked about the light and the word. Sometime last year, the Spirit of God began to teach me. He said, when I said, let there be light, what really happened? And I said to myself, what really happened? What really happened? I said, light became. He said, what kind of light? And I was wondering, because if I say the sun, it wouldn't have been the sun. So I said, okay, tell me. He said, when I said, let there be light, I, the Holy Spirit, I manifested as a light. And he now said, that is why I told you in the word. I said, the sun shall no longer be your light by day, nor the moon by night. But I will be for you a light. Then leaving that aside, he now said, now I have told you, you are the light of the world. He said, manifest. And when, when this group was formed, one of the things that the Spirit of God told me, he said, everyone in this group, everyone that prays, we are the light of the world. He now said, we should manifest. He said, we will shine so brightly that the world will not just take, it won't just be a taking notice of us. They will call others to come and see the light. They will come to behold the light. Just as they journey to go see Solomon, so shall many journey to come see the light that will shine forth. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for this opportunity. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Thank you for sharing. And thank you to everyone who has taken out time to share their testimonies today. Um, I think that you guys actually shared testimony on behalf of every one of us, because if everyone were to talk, um, I think we all have that same testimony, especially about um, being able to follow the Bible study plan you know, throughout the year to be consistent, even in our fellowship, even in the Rhapsody devotional itself. There are times when you can get so busy and then you, oh, I'll read my Rhapsody later, I'll read my Rhapsody later. And then you, you find that at the end of the day, you didn't read it, you know? So um, one whole hour with all of these things all encompassed in it is such a bliss from the Holy Ghost. And well, we're in for the best times of our lives, that is certain. And the miracles that will come, you know, that would happen in this year. Because see, once a man has stayed in the word, has fellowship with the word, the material world responds to that man. You know, you can't stop a man in this world. You know, so um, even in our work with God, we will see that things are different. We will see that, it's now easy to get to, to attract things. It's now easy to do things. You just see that there's grace 
because the Bible says that the grace. Uh, let me let me read it. I think it's in um. It's in um. See first or second Peter three verse one, or one verse three. Coming. In the KJ, I'm go, I'm going to read it in the KJV translation. Just a minute, I want to get that scripture. It's Second Peter one verse three. It says, "According as His divine power had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge." That's what I wanted to bring out through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Every time we gather like this, we're gathering unto him. Every time we study the scriptures, that we're fellowshipping with the author of the scriptures. We're getting to know more about Christ. And he said that this knowledge will cause us to enjoy all the things that pertain unto life and godliness. Just the knowledge. So um, a, a lot of times, the way we are looking for things, not the way God had planned for them to be. It's so easy. Just fellowship with the word. And you see that Bible says, Acts 20, 20 32. So I commend you to God, uh, to, to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to deliver unto you your inheritance. I commend you to God and to the word, his, word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word is able to build you up. The word has a building power. So you will never remain the same because there is a building going on on a daily basis. And he said, it won't stop at that. It will go and ensure that everything that was assigned to you as a Christian, you ensure that it delivers all your inheritance to you. So we're in for the best times of our lives. That's, the, that's, that's, that's really the truth. Congratulations, everybody. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martins to take us through the Pauline affirmation, and then we'll break bread and we close. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Good morning, everyone, once again. We have the affirmation on the screen. And um, the way we take our affirmation daily, you will find on the screen there, you see my name is you now put in your name, my name is, and then after taking the first paragraph, the second paragraph, you start with your name also, and then you take the paragraph again. You continue like that till the last one. At the count of three, we'll go ahead. Please, I would like you to unmute your mics, please. At the count of three. One, two, three. My name is Mr. I have the skills of 
Praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, amen, amen. So it is for us. This time we're going to take the communion. Please get your communion materials ready quickly. Um, I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 23. For I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the opportunity to do as you have instructed to be able to break bread, to be able to remind ourselves of our oneness with you, of our divinity, of the essence of our divinity, of the divine nature that we took when we came into you and when you came into us. Thank you, O oh God, because that communion, that kononia, we affirm it today as always in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Please break the bread and take it. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the new testament in my blood. These two years after you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot a lot's death till he comes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are grateful. We are grateful that we can fellowship with you. We are grateful about our oneness, that we're one with you. We're grateful that we carry the very life that you share, that you have on the inside of you and you shared it with us. Thank you, because even as we go about our day, we declare that we are safe, we declare that we're protected, we declare that we become protection even for those that come in contact with us. When we show up, it will be said that God has shown up. And thank you, O oh God, because the wealth of the waters, the abundance of the sea have been converted unto us. You lead us to buried caches of valuables, to secret 
um, riches laid up in secret places because these are the days of the manifestation of the sons of God. We will yet do transactions in the billions. We will yet do transactions in the millions. We will yet do transactions in the trillions, oh God. You said concerning us that incalculable and unquantifiable wealth is what you have given unto us. And we declare that that's our experience in the name of the Lord Jesus. From amongst this house are billionaires and dollars. From amongst this house are people who would give in the billions and in the trillions for the gospel. Oh, from amongst here are presidents of nations. When I say nations, I do not mean nations that are geographically defined. Thank you, because the nations that you are building, the house, the body of Christ that you are building all over the world, we are partakers and we are effectively involved in the building of this house. Thank you, Father, because our life counts for the end time move of your spirit by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. It's a blessed day. It's a blessed day. Yes, because we have fellowship with you. We are propelled forward, propelled to excel, propelled to prosper, propelled for favor, propelled for increased grace and abilities. Nothing that we lay our hands upon to do today that will not prosper. Prosperity is our name. Prosperity is our better right. Prosperity is our experience. And so it is for those that are, that, are, that are with us and that are around us. We pray for those that we work with and those who work for us. The wisdom of God is mightily at work in every one of us. Thank you, Father. We give you praise because we're continually winning souls into the kingdom because you are bringing those that should be added to the church on a daily basis, bringing them to our path and we're leading them to Christ. And everyone who comes in stays in. The back door is continually closed. No one goes out. They stay in Christ. And at the rapture of the church, when we stand before you, we will boldly say that we have finished our course and that we fought a good fight. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please unmute as we share the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forever. Amen. Jolly, God's goodness and mercy follows us these days of our lives. We in the house of the Lord ever and ever. Amen. Enjoy your day, everybody. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much. Thank you.